And we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah. I'm telling you my story, man. Yeah. I'm drunk, show what? Beautiful, I'm drunk. Show me the money. Show me you the talk. Money. Give me two. Because yeah. it feels good right now. Do me, do me, do me. Gotta show me the money. Yeah. Been around wealth, now I'm surrounded. Nice cars at the mansion, right next to the fountain. Woo! CEOs and business suits and private accountants. Yeah, some Welcome hey. to another episode hey. of Off Topic How you with doing? Two Drunk Guys. I'm Sean. I'm Jason. How you feeling, man? Oh, man, what a day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I deserve this beer tonight. It's great. Yeah, and I uh, see you're already halfway through your first one, mate. This is going to be a, a fun night. <laughs> you see halfway, I see two sips. <laughs> potato, potato, right? Oh, mate, completely. Yeah. How do you like the new setup in the office? Yeah, good, man. I feel comfortable. You're at the uh, control center there, and yeah, it's fun, man. Do you know what? We can stop calling this an office now. This is really a studio. Right. It's becoming a studio. So we can say we have a special guest in the studio, for example. Exactly. But if we ever have a special guest. And it won't be particularly, you know, wanky because it will be an actual studio. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we're so close. Um, the all one thing all I we're do, missing is the, uh, the egg cups on the uh, wall, right? I, do, I want egg cups uh, on the wall uh, and I also want a sit-down stand-up desk. Oh, okay, yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, I think it's uh, ergonomically sound, right? It is, but, you know, as you know, we have a little bit of a height difference. No, I, I don't. There I'm could a... be a little bit of arguments as to which way we set that height. Mate, uh, I'm like a little <laughs> chihuahua, you know, I, I don't see my height. Okay, so I'm five foot six and three quarters and I'm taller than fucking Tom Cruise. Is that what you want to hear? Huh? <laughs> it's all right. And I'll do the same as they do for Tom Cruise in most films and give him a little box to stand on. It's all about camera angles, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, hey, listen, um, I really love our little intro sizzle sting that we do at the start. Uh, I think it's kind of fun. Yeah. Great uh, job, by the way. No, oh, thank you. And uh, I just thought maybe we could uh, open that up to our listeners and uh, have a little bit of a competition. That sounds interesting because I have not heard anything about this. Right. You okay. should have told me about this before <laughs> the show. Okay, but what is this competition? Well, I'm thinking that uh, there's five movies that are embedded into the um, the sound grab there, and and I'm thinking if you know you could guess the five movies that we use in the opening sting and and win a prize. Ooh. How's that sound? If I guess them now, do I get the prize? Uh, no, because that's not fair. Oh, oh look. What let, is the let, prize? Well, let's be honest. They're, they're maybe pre- I don't want it. They're pretty easy. Now, what is the prize? And they're very, uh, they're very uh, influenced by the eighties. There's a hint, everyone. <laughs> He's given it away. <laughs> now, um, well, um, our good friends at Universal Sony have actually given me a little uh, Blu-ray pack to Ooh, give away. Blu-ray. Yeah. So we got. Uh, oh, no, sure, you got. I got your little bag right, there. I got uh, Fate of the Furious. That's Fate Fast the and the Furious Part Eight. Or, as I can see on there, you can call it Fate. Yep. Fate or Fate or <laughs> F Eight. <laughs> so silly I have um, Bruce Willis in Once Upon a Time in Venice Otherwise known as the Bruce Willis film Came out last month Actually, uh, let me have a look at that Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that Bruce yeah. Willis, he's, he's good at his, his, his action Oh, and there's a dog I know uh, I'm going to cry <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, it's also got um, John Goodman and Jason Momoa, who is a new oh. Aqu- Aquaman. So that's all right. So they've got a great supporting cast around him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Um, and then Their Finest, which is a very cool drama. Uh, Gemma Arterton and uh, Sam Claflin. Claflin? Claflin. Mm-hmm. That was like a spelling error. I thought it was Kathleen. Anyway, Sam Kathleen from uh, Me Before You. Yeah. I know the ladies like him. And Bill Nye, who's awesome. Okay, so you've got a three-pack of Blu-rays, and what does, does everyone need to do again? Well, they've just got to answer, I guess, the five movies that we use in the Sting, opening Sting, and what would they do? Would they? What do you want, email, or do you want Facebook, or how do you want them yeah. to talk to you? Uh, if everyone can email me at uh, twodrunkguysofftopic at gmail.com, that's... Two with a TWO. Two drunk guys off topic at gmail.com. Do it. Do, Do it, it now. now. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you get that. And uh, yeah, first person in with the correct answer. Answer. Yep. We'll yeah. win this amazing Blu ray pack. We'll send it straight out to you. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, now, uh, Monday, Australia time was the uh, Emmys, Sunday night uh, US. Did you catch them? Yeah, I did. I did. I am an absolute professional when it comes to uh, working towards oh, this podcast. Any chance and, uh, to get anyway, to let me let me have my say. And uh, you know, I want to make sure that I'm always up to speed with everything that's going on currently. So it'd be like missing the Oscars, really, uh, since we do cover movies and TV. Jason, did you um, did you see the Emmys? Well, uh, my work was lovely enough to put it around the office, so it was uh, on the TVs around the office. So, look, I, I watched it with on the side, in my peripheral. It was so, in my peripheral. I looked up every once and again and went, oh, Nicole won. Excellent. Yeah. All right. So, you didn't really see it. You didn't, I mean, because what, what, I, what I would have done as a professional is uh, copied it and watched it <laughs> that night when I got home. Well, um, as we talked about previously, Emmys is my, my, my fourth... No, my third, sorry, uh, greatest awards program of the uh, the year. So, if I if I don't record record it, you know, I'm okay with that. Because uh, I just want to know who, uh, and this is going to come into something that I did this week. But who did John Oliver thank? Uh, yeah. In what? Exactly. That, you shouldn't have to ask that question because it was oh, something right, that you would. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Oprah sitting in the front row just because Oprah was there and he felt that he should. Okay, well, she oh. deserves a thank you for being <laughs> Oprah, right? Yeah, well, exactly. She's done a lot for the, uh, the industry. I did hear about Nicole Kidman's speech, um, which was, uh, honestly, she deserved that win, as we've talked about. Yeah. Her and Alexander Skarsgård were an absolute shoe-in for me. Oh, uh, he was they cool. were like, unreal. I haven't seen the show, but I like Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and his speech was nice from the heart. Okay. I felt, you know, he just seemed like a guy who almost fell into this. Oh my God. He was such an asshole in that show. I shouldn't oh, really? say too much, but oh my God. And that's why they deserve to win because the risk that both Nicole Kidman and Alexander took to take those roles on is a high risk. You know, it's full on. Yeah. It's all about domestic violence. Their, their particular story. Yeah, right. That's heavy. And Alexander was just a. He can be intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, As you um, see in True Blood. watch it just for acting alone. They, they really deserved it. And the other big winner was, of course, uh, The Handmaid's Tale took out the uh, Outstanding Drama Series, which uh, I've only seen one episode, looked amazing, but I've heard nothing but great things about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also Donald Glover winning for Outstanding Lead Actor. Brilliant. And he also won for Director, I think, of um, something else. He's, he's a talented dude. <clears throat> And I found out the other day that um, he is um, Danny Glover's son. Is that true? 
Oh, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Oh, I'd like it to be true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard that uh, around the water cooler during the week, so maybe we can look that up because um, that would be a great story. <laughs> they also said during the show uh, when Lena Waith won for Outstanding Writing for a comedy series. For what was that, V for? Ma- Master of None. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. With, yeah, as is. As is. That apparently she is the first African-American to win uh, that uh, writing award. No way. Yeah. What? Um, that was just something that they said wow. uh, quickly. So I should look into it a little bit more, but if that's true, brilliant. Hey, did you see who won the uh, Outstanding Reality Competition Program? Oh, yeah. The your, Voice. Yeah, The Voice, which you worked on. <laughs> I have, yeah. I worked on the uh, Australian version, of course, um, looking after all of the coaches. How was um, that? Was yeah, it, it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, of, one of the best jobs I've ever had. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I'm really proud of, you know, The Voice America, USA. I guess who the are, original Voice. Do you right? know who the judges are on The Voice in the USA? Oh, currently, no. 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 no there's a little, it changes all the time. There's a little right? picture there, but I can't see who it yeah. is. Uh, and then I guess quickly, I'll just say one of the things that I did this week. Uh, if you remember the last episode, I mentioned that I watched uh, about 23 episodes of John, John Oliver, Oliver last week tonight. Yeah, yeah, and you've already brought him up again. And John yeah, Oliver. Yeah. And uh, he I told you last to week, I think we have a problem here. And anyway, where are you going? <laughs> he went on to win uh, Outstanding Reality Competition Program and yes. Outstanding Variety Talk Series. Yes. Why? Because it deserves it. Yeah. It was so good. Like He's, he's so funny. And uh, I then went on to Facebook, you know, just – flicking my thumb up just to see what was on one night and Jim Jeffries was on there because uh, he likes to put little sound bites of him talking between his takes to, and he talks to the um, the, the audience. Because right, he there. has a night show now, yes? He does, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Jim Which Jeffries. I haven't seen yeah. yet, but I know he's got his own night show. That's right. Yeah, I haven't seen the full show, but I've seen a lot of clips that are about six minutes long. Right. So he, now he like Does he go there with it? Is he high risk? or? What's, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, like he's I mean, he's almost... Tells it how it is? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Uh, but basically, he was uh, making jokes about how everyone says that he's basically just like John Oliver uh, and whatnot. But obviously, he says the C word a lot more. Yeah, right. <laughs> As he would say, oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I won't say the C word on here. I've got my No, notes. no, no, no. <laughs> um, what else did you, did you watch anything else during the week? That was the Emmys. Any, yeah, mo- I'll, any I'll movies? Go, or? I'll go, well, I'll go through it quickly with TV. Uh, Survivor, uh, just very quickly, uh, they merged. And they had three episodes. We're talking Australian Survivor here. Oh, yeah, of course. Australian Survivor. And they, they went through the merge. And the last three episodes since the merge have just been on fire. I know. I love it. Yeah. Just, you know, everyone bringing down the big guns. And uh, well, what I love is the big guns are still there. Well, there are still, well, there are still big guns, but they still have been taking out game players. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. But um, like last year. No, no, no. Did you not watch this week? Henry. Henry went. Yeah. Oh my what? god. There was three episodes this week. Oh, I missed one. Oh, I just oh got, shit. Oh, hang on. Spoilers. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, are you, are you, you serious? And he didn't see it coming. No. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's why I put on social media it was on fire. Because Yeah, uh, but I thought you were just talking about um, who was up that night. AK was last week. That no, wasn't even during no, the merge. AK Where was like, are you at? Five weeks ago. Oh, look. Come on. I'm really stressed now. I mean, I, I really look forward to that show and now you've ruined the whole thing for me. No, now you can go in and look forward to it because uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a great time. It's a great season. Yeah, it is a good season. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, love it. Love it. Love it. And then um, the other show I've been watching, which I haven't actually spoken about uh, on, you know, 
for the last episode. Was called Are you going to uh, ruin this one for me as well? Or? No. no. Uh, I doubt you watch it. It's called The Good Fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Uh, have you ever... I mean, I know you've heard of this show, no, but no, have no, you, no. and I'm about to say it. Have you ever seen The Good Wife? Yes. Uh, here we Is are. Is this a sequel? Spin-off. Really? Yeah. And it's about an all-black firm uh, who bring on Diane Lockhart, who's from... Wife. The Good Wife, yeah. yeah. She's one of the bosses there. Yeah. And uh, so she comes across to to this um, oh, I can't, Bozeman, and I can't remember the the lawyer, the Chad. law firm. Oh. Uh, but yeah, she goes over to this all black law firm, and you know it, it has very similar characters, like all of the um, the uh, sort of supporting characters, the guest stars that would come on. They are now popping up here. So it's like CSI Miami, New York. Yeah. 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 And they just spin off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so well, where do they go after fight? <laughs> Well, it's fighting the good fight. Right, yeah. So where do you go after fight? You got wife, fight, and... Oh, yeah. Um, where would you go? The good life. <laughs> Retire on a beach and that's <laughs> the end of it. Yeah, all right. Can't wait for that one. And then we meet Alan Shaw uh, from Boston Legal over there or something. That'd be <laughs> nice. brilliant. Uh, oh, right, yeah, anyway, cool, so that's, cool. where I, that's where I've been. I finished Taboo. We spoke about it uh, last week. Don't need to speak about it anymore. It was yep. good. Uh, and I still stand by what I said last week. Um yeah, no, that's me. What, what about you? Well, I saw a few films. Um, I started out by watching Life, which is the uh, sci-fi uh, thriller with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal and Rebecca Ferguson. Ferguson. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, so first time for me. So that was post-Home Ant release. It's been out for probably a month and a half. Yep. And I caught it on Blu-ray. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's, um, I thought, you know, it was going to be very much alien now – it has that, it has gravity, but it's its own thing as well. And, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. And the alien itself is uh, scary. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I, it's been a while since I've thought that in terms of sci-fi and the bad guy, bad guy being some sort of alien, has been worthwhile Medicine, or scary. Yeah. Oh, he but, is. Yeah. Or she or it or the one, whatever. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, there. Um, to New World. The. But, yeah, wherever, wherever. Uh, this thing was going. I was I was always scared. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of reminded me of you remember the aliens in uh, the Abyss, James Cameron's The Abyss. It, I remember the Abyss, but it's been a while. It was you know they're all underwater aliens and they're quite translucent in their skin, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. But they were kind of nice and friendly aliens. That's what I this remember. This is like the yeah. it makes Predator look like you know Barbie. <laughs> I always put Abyss and Cocoon almost in the same bubble. What? It, yeah. I love Cocoon, but it ain't no abyss. No, but how I feel about watching it. Like, oh, that was that was nice. That's how I feel. Is that how the abyss is? Like, it's you, you walk out of it going, oh, that was good. Well, I think I'm it's happy. a little bit more impactful than the uh, Cocoon, you know. Obviously but it wasn't because the Cocoon was a lot more impactful for me. It's not the Cocoon, it's Cocoon. <sighs> and then Cocoon returns. The Cocoon. There was a Cocoon in there somewhere, so there's <laughs> multiple Cocoons. There was a sequel. Can you believe that? Remember... Um, uh, what was his name? Walter Matthau? No, the main character. He was massive in the uh, Jack early 90s. No. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. I've lost it. I can't remember his name. Richard Dreyfus. No, he was in like Police Academy. And... Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Curly hair, brown. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Oh, this is killing me. Gustafson, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Michael. Uh, no, it's not Michael Fassbender. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say Fassbender. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe He was Mahoney. Mahoney, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, No, I remember yeah. him. Um... Mate, people will be able to call in and, and tell us the answer before you look that up. I know, definitely. 
that's it's gonna kill me. Um, but by the way, I love the police academies. <laughs> well, I love <laughs> police academy one is still brilliant today. Oh my god, Steve Gutenberg. Oh, oh. Gutenberg. It actually went through my head and then left and then I forgot it. How about that? Yeah. It was like a release of pressure. That yeah, Steve Gutenberg. Hope you well, mate. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second movie Hashtag Gutenberg. <laughs> The Drop it like it's hot. Uh, the second movie I watched was uh, Kong Skull Island for the second time. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the girls, my girls hadn't seen it and we popped it on. And look, you know, a fun popcorn ride. Enough there for me to look forward to uh, Kong versus Godzilla. Did you watch it on your drop down big screen? No, watched it on the uh, LED Samsung okay. uh, Blu ray. All right. Mm. I just, you know, because I think that's a real. Uh, drop down screen movie kind of movie, movie yeah. yeah yeah a projector projector yeah if you've got it of course I uh, started watching a new Netflix program called American Vandal have you heard of this uh, I I have seen it on Netflix but I haven't watched it no right so it's kind of like it's pretty fun so it's a true crime story but it's done in a way that's a reenactment like a but then a mockumentary at, at the same time this the guy did cocks and balls yeah. Yeah. I've seen that trailer for that going around Facebook. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> about a, a student who gets busted, well, uh, supposedly got busted for drawing uh, a dick, a penis and balls on 27 cars, uh, you know, teachers' cars and students' cars. Yeah, right. There's this massive controversy and, and uh, conspiracy about who actually did it. So the whole doco goes over six to eight episodes and explores everyone and everyone's a suspect and, and it's actually actors doing because they react them, right? Yeah, right. And it's just great. It's just done really well. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of Popstar in a way that that's a mocko mockumentary, but it's kind of takes itself a little bit more serious. I know it's hard to explain. I haven't seen too much like it, actually. It's just uh, really interesting. And, and you have a bit of a laugh along the way. And you also want to know the outcome. Yeah. Okay. Keeps you going. I'll, if, if I can, I think I'm, um, my shows are starting to lighten up. So I should be able to pop well, it in the schedule. I'd put, I'd put that in, uh, if that interests you, what I said, you know, yeah. the mockumentary style, but true crime. Not so much what you said, but certainly the Facebook <laughs> thing. That <I> <laughs> <sighs> A one-two combination. Is that what you call it? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I haven't got anything else. There's not much desk between you and I, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, might not, we may not get to the end of the podcast. We'll see how we go. He's giving me shit about my height <laughs> and my explanation on a... Mockumentary. <laughs> uh, last last week he had a freaking top five list about my personality that needs improving. Yeah, but we only got through two. Maybe we can work through those <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good on you. Okay, uh, what else did I see? Uh, I'm halfway through Wind River uh, with Jeremy Renner, and we'll leave that. We'll park that, and we'll talk about. Yeah, that I've done I five minutes, and I'm okay. Really looking forward to yeah. getting my teeth. So from the writer yep. of Sicario and uh, Hello High Water. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through it. Very intrigued. And the other one that I watched was obviously Kingsman with your great self and uh, we had a great night. It was a great night, yep. Definitely on, the, on our social media if you check out uh, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, we, uh, we had some fun. Yeah, we had some fun. A few beers were, were drunk. Yeah. So we'll talk about that uh, very soon. Uh, and you know, I'm thinking we might even get uh, Shane, our movie analyst, on the line, just see what he thought. I know he's, I know he's seen the film. Yeah, great. Because so to talk to him, him again. On. Yeah, see what he thinks and we'll go through that. And the only other thing I want to talk about in general would be something I'm very excited for. 
and that was a uh, and we put it on our uh, Facebook actually, which was uh, the Tomb Raider trailer dropped. Oh <laughs> yeah, Tomb Raider. Yeah, Alicia Vikander. I asked you this question, you know, off, As Lara uh, Croft. off air, but what did everyone think of uh, Angelina? The uh, Angelina versions as Tomb Raider because I watched it. I remember I watched it and I enjoyed them, but. I mean, today, I can't imagine they stand up to anything. Look, I think one of them was a Simon West film, I think. But look, look, look they're still fun to watch. They're easy to watch. They're, I just don't think they, you know, set the world on fire. I thought um, Angelina was a great Lara Croft. Definitely looked the part. And yep. I think the movies are good, but they're just not great. You know, I liken it to like Fantastic Four, you know, the Jessica Alba one. It's yeah. just a fun popcorn watch. You know, you can switch your brain off a little bit. Did you but, play the games when they were out? Oh yeah, this came I was from a, a, you know, yeah, game, a game, yeah, yeah, game platform. Yeah, I was a big uh, Tomb Raider fan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, I, I understand the world, and yeah, looking forward to this film. And I think uh, Alicia Vikander is—I just love her. I where, think she. Where well, is she firstly, from? I think she's really hot, but I, she's a uh, Danish. All right, but she, so uh, we have, have we seen her sorry. in anything? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Alicia Vikander was in the Danish Girl. Right. Uh, she's not Danish. She, she's. Uh, I'll get that. That's a European country. Um, and she was in, uh, what else was she in? Um, well, she won the Academy Award for Danish Girl. Yeah. As, for Best uh, Actress. Um, <laughs> I, I'm brain dead today. I've, I've never heard her. Oh, really? I've heard of her, no. She was in uh, The Light Between Oceans with Michael Fassbender. Yeah, I... Which is uh, not really a, a very well-known film. Ex Machina. Yeah, that was kind right. of her breakthrough role, Ex Machina. Um, yeah, she was awesome in that. She would play, played the uh, <laughs> the um, robot. Yeah, okay. All right, fine. Uh, Man from Uncle, apparently she's been in a few, J- oh, Jason Bourne, okay. Oh, that chick. Yeah, she was one of the main ones in uh, the, the Jason Bourne latest. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Jason Bourne, yeah. That's yeah. fine. That's the one I remember her from, uh, her face. I knew I saw right. her face around. All right, so she's she. I mean, she's done a, a fair bit, but she's always been supporting or a bit. Pa- bit yeah, character. she's definitely made a move in the last couple of years. Great, good so on her. She's, good on her. she's actually Swedish. Good My on apologies. Millions. Swedish. Swedish. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well. So anyway, did you see the trailer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks great. Can't wait it's to kind see of a little bit more grounded than I expected, which is not a bad thing. There's no real over-the-top action. I think they're trying to come back to the game a little bit. You know, um, yeah. Anyway, I like what I see. And she's cut. She's been working out for it. Like, she's slim and really kind of toned and muscly. Because that's the and, thing with Tomb Raider. You, yeah. You, you, you're you hanging on the branches. They, and they're always going to put someone in there that's fairly good-looking, right? Like, this is the way it is. I mean, that's Hollywood and whatnot. Yeah. But they need to look the part. And Tomb Raider and the types of feats that she, she would get through, they need to be someone like it's in CrossFit or whatever sort of other fitness. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, I think it's cast really well. She's a great actress, and we'll see uh, see what that's like. That's our intro for the week. Let's uh, let's move on to our next segment: movies at the movies. movies. All right, at our movies at the movies segment, we are going to be looking at, as we mentioned earlier in this podcast. The Kingsman. Yeah. The Kingsman? No, Kingsman. it's Kingsman. The Golden Circle. I like putting in the at the beginning of everything. I'm going to call you it's The Kingsman. Jason from now on. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not funny, actually. I'll stop it. It's not funny at all. It's not funny. No. 
Uh, right, so because we're going to talk about Kingsman, we thought that we would bring in the movie analyst Shane A. Bassett. Yeah, today. a regular on this podcast. Yeah, you may have heard him around on some of the national radio stations. Um, yeah, local papers as well and, yeah. um, and radio stations and he has segments. And yeah, he, he um, you know, Shane and I chat a lot for many hours on, you know, uh, a lot of movies and back catalogue and, and uh, yeah, love it. So um Let's get him on the line and see what he thinks of the movie as well. Yeah, please do. Let's let's try this. Stand by. Hello. Hello. How are you, Shane? Uh, I'm really good, mate. Really good. Keen. Very, very keen. Excellent. Cool. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, this is your second time round. Yes, it is, and I have been looking forward to it since the time we finished last time. Now, right. listen, you don't have to because you know we don't want to um, influence you in the wrong direction. But it's a you know it's custom that we uh, open a beer to uh, have this review. So, have you got you going to have a beer with us, or you you're, you're driving somewhere later on? <laughs> I have a Corona and a little bit of lime in front of me. Oh, already. wonderful! That's great. Oh, brilliant! I uh, I have an Asahi. Yeah, and I'm uh, nice. sitting. W- and I'm sitting with my uh, local coasty pale lager again. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about Kingsman. So I'll do a bit of an intro on the film and then we'll just uh, we'll go to what we all think on it. Uh, so obviously Kingsman is the uh, sequel uh, to the first Kingsman of the Secret Service. It's directed by Matthew Vaughan again, who directed the first one. He also directed X-Men First Class and Kick-Ass. Stars uh, Taron Egerton, who was obviously in the original Kingsman, and Eddie and the uh, Eddie of the Eagle. Sorry, Eddie the Eagle. Julian Moore, which was from uh, she won the Academy Award for Still Alice. Jeff Bridges from recently from Hell or High Water. Channing Tatum, we all know and love from Twenty Twenty One Jump Street, and from everything Magic Mike. You know, one of my favorites, Magic Mike. Yeah. And Colin Firth may or may not be back. He was obviously uh, in Bridget Jones and King's Speech. So the genre is obviously action, spy, comedy. We've seen, you know, most of us have seen the first one. Uh, the first one actually grossed, um, sorry, the budget of this film is $81 million And uh, it grossed, sorry, the original movie, my, my apologies, the original movie was $81 million budget and went on to gross $128 million at the US and $403 million worldwide. So the reason why they bring out another one. Yeah, and the sequel. Good business. So the Golden Circle, the sequel is uh, the budget for that is one hundred and four million, so they've increased that by twenty odd percent. That's crazy. Like you always know that uh, whenever something does well on a smaller smaller budget, eighty one mil, uh, that they're always going to increase that budget, right? Yeah, yeah, but a bit but, more reach. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite uh, safe though. I thought they might go to one hundred and fifty million or something like that. The runtime on this is uh, one hour and forty one minutes. And obviously, as I like to do, watch it if you like James Bond or obviously the original Kingsman. Uh, the box office expectations on this one is around 20 million Australian and 150 million US. Right. So um, I'm going to jump straight in for Shane here because uh, obviously I've, I've been following Shane on social media. So I'm really looking forward to what he uh, has to say about this film. What do you got to say about this film, Shane? <laughs> 
Well, I had high anticipation, probably like you guys, because the original was, you know, it was spectacular. It was a surprise hit in 2014. It it had energy, interesting ideas. It was unpredictable. And that's what I liked about it. It sort of made the the spy genre a little bit different. Yeah. It It was kind of paying homage, but at the same time, having a little fun with it as well, right? Yeah, there was homage there as well as the comedy aspects. And then, as we know, it just goes completely over the top. So I was really hoping and intrigued what they would do with a sequel, especially with Colin Firth, you know, apparently no longer with us, although you do sort of see him in the trailer. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I was really disappointed. Um, oh, really to, disappointed. Okay. Really disappointed. Yeah. Uh, from the moment those mechanical there was mechanical dogs that appeared towards the beginning of the film, yep. <laughs> it, the film faltered from then. It lost you from there, did it? It got worse from there. Aspects of it did, not all of it, but huge aspects of it really did let me down the more it went. So Kingsman was released yesterday, so we'll keep this a relatively uh, spoiler-free uh, review. So maybe we can maybe leave well, cameos that come into it uh, aside, or yeah, I'm happy to. Well, it's fine. Leave, happy to leave cameos out, but um, yeah, I I'm going to pick up on a point that you mentioned with those robotic dogs. Was the whole bad guy slash woman <laughs> um, was that something that sort of got on your nerves a bit? Well, that was the evil villainess. <laughs> uh, there we go. It's a better way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she, I mean, seriously, I don't, I don't, it's hard not to give too much away, but yeah, she got on my nerves, not just because of the smiling, and I guess that had a lot to do with the 1950s style decor that was surrounding yeah, her. Yeah, she was a Stepford wife, right? Like, that's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah, I guess you could say that. But like many, and I'll, we'll talk about it later, I hope to anyway, um, like many of the cast in this movie, they were underused and underutilised and wasted. I agree with that point. I, I actually do. That's exactly how I felt the first time. Now, I've actually seen this movie twice, by the way. Okay. Uh, have, have you seen it once, Shane? I've only seen it once. I might drag sounds like myself. You, yeah, it sounds like you may not go back. I will, because I do like to watch movies uh, more than once, especially on the big screen, but I'll probably drag myself to see this one again. It won't be a priority. Can well, I tell you just my quick, yeah, go ahead, yeah, my sure. quick feeling yep. for that is um, I walked out, I watched uh, the first time maybe three weeks ago. Yep. Um, that was that big non-disclosure agreement I had to sign and yeah. couldn't talk to anyone about it. So when I walked out of that, I was a little bit underwhelmed and not dissimilar to what you're talking about, Shane, and, and I just felt like it was a bit of a retread. You know, we've been there before, like you mentioned in your opening, you know, uh, there was no surprise to this second film, and, and I was just a little bit deflated, to be honest. But a funny thing happened on the way to watching Kingsman the Golden Circle for the second time. <laughs> what Guess was what? I, I had a ball with it. And I can't say this about many films. I don't know what it was. Oh, but I can I just... tell you exactly what it was. Beer. And it's the same recommendation <laughs> I'm going to have for you, Shane. Um, I think that for this film, before you go in, you need to have at least three 500 mil beers. <laughs> no, look, I, I think you've got to have your expectations in check. I think that's what that relates to. Sure. And I had very high expectations on this second one because I love the first one so much. It was in my top two films of that year. And just a real breakout hit for me. And uh, so my expectations were clearly too high. 
But now that they were in check after seeing it, the second time, I just had a ball with it and I really enjoyed it. Now, there were still things that bugged me, by the way, Shane, and some of yeah. them you've mentioned, like the, the uh, underutilisation of some of the cast and, and yeah, things like that, and maybe the robot dogs. I wasn't as precious as uh, as you, but, yeah, it was, it was something that was a little bit of a bugbear. But... I just really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I was laughing again. At, um, you know, there were some jokes that I missed and, and I was just kind of relaxed with it and just it was just a fun popcorn film that was entertaining in the end. So that's... And the only time I say that for, you know, watching something a, a second time is if it was something, you know, complex like a layered... Um, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe M. Night Shyamalan film or, a, you know, a Scorsese film that you need to see again because there's so much more going on. Now, there's not so much more going on in this film. It's just a fun watch. And, yeah, so it was, uh, it was uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I thought there was, uh, you know, the first one had the humour, like you mentioned before, it's quite smart. Um, yeah. It's, you know, ultra-violent, but it's fun. Yeah. Uh, and at this point, I remember sitting there with you, uh, Jace, and giving you an elbow... And sort of going, ha, 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 that was a Farrelly Brothers moment. And that first Farrelly Brothers moment was when, uh, and I can, you know, this is not ruining anything, it's not a spoiler, but it, it's when uh, they have a stuffed Mr. Pickles, which is uh, Colin Firth's dog from the first That's film, one, yeah. stuffed, <laughs> sitting on the... Um, yeah. yeah. And the way that they, they had that punch line and they turn and they look at Mr. Pickles, it just right away smack to me of Jim Carrey should be sitting in this film. <laughs> so hang on, you're telling me that Matthew Vaughan took inspiration from the Farrelly brothers, uh, what, something about Mary? Or something? something about Mary, <laughs> something like that, you know. And the, the, the second Farrelly brothers moment? Oh, there was two. Oh, there was, there was <laughs> three, but I'm going to mention two because the last one is a bit of a spoiler, so I'm going to mention two. But the second one is the line, oh, pee on me. <laughs> Yes. Right? That's and from Heartbreak Kid. Right. So here we are. <laughs> but ben here, Stiller, but here yeah. we are, uh, you know, in this world, which is, you know, treading the line a little bit more than the first, of course, in, in, in terms of its humour. And then all of a sudden they get to a point where, for me, it crossed. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that crossing that line is where Farrelly brothers live. And you're not known to be easily offended, John. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, so that just sort of took me out of it because it just it took me into another world of humour that I didn't, didn't uh, align with Kingsman. Okay. Yeah. Right. What, what about you, Shane? What do you reckon? Well, to, uh, to put it into perspective with the Farrelly brothers, they really haven't made a good movie since probably There's Something About Mary or Kingpin. Yeah. They've, uh, personally, I don't think so. And you also Kingpin? said something. <laughs> Kingpin? <laughs> You yeah, counted that even, as a good film. What? <laughs> even that's pushing it. Uh, you, you just like Vanessa Angel, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do, actually. She had a cameo in Hall Pass. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> now, Hall Pass is a great film. Anyway, yeah, that's good. Yeah. We're off topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, with, King, with Kingsman, like, undoubtedly, uh, the choreographed action scenes were the coolest part of the movie. But when it came to those little puns and uh, one-liners and observational comedy moments, it was just too. It didn't work. And I thought Matthew Vaughan goes for style over substance. Mm. Um, and the reputation of of the original, he was trying to live off in this by doing doing much the same thing, only with a ramped up uh, budget. And I don't think it works. Okay. So you're suggesting, Shane, that um, – sorry, Sean, did you have any other things you want to add into your general feel for Oh, it? man, I could, go, I could go on this all day. I mean, where are we, 
Where are we starting? We, where are we well, heading? I don't quite know whether you're positive or negative yet. You've just raised a few things. So oh, right. Okay, fair field. enough. Yeah. Look, uh, I think because of the um, few beers I had and my low expectations of this film, I don't know why I had low expectations. Yeah, so why did you have low expectations? Well, I just feel that uh, I don't know. I, I like the first one. I didn't love it like 100%. I, I thought it was good. Uh. Yeah. Uh, and just that sort of usual, well, a sequel is going to be a sequel and it's going to have jokes that are over the top. It's going to have action that's, you know, a bit too far gone. Yep. And sometimes they won't have the best actors. But, and this is Shane's point from before, and hopefully we'll get again back onto it a little bit later. They were supported with some of the best actors going There's around four in Academy Hollywood. Award winners. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do better than that, right? Yeah. So um, whilst uh, it hit my expectations in terms of the type of film uh, that they were going to achieve, uh, so I was happy with that because of the beers that it made me happy. They had potential to go and almost match the first if they wanted to. Yeah. But it just fell short. Okay. Um, so overall, overall, I had fun. And yeah, so you know, I'll give my recommendation that later. But overall, I had fun. Now, something interesting came out uh, <clears throat> yesterday with uh, Matthew Vaughan talking about the film, and he obviously has a trilogy in mind, which you know they usually do. But he he's the writer director, so he has his third one in mind, and then he, he only if the second one's successful, and then he's actually thinking about spinoffs. You know, he said well, we can go anywhere here, kind of like Bond. You know, you can pick a character. Uh, and kind of follow their journey because there's so many kind of fun um, out there characters. But yeah, so it could be a trilogy and then spin-offs to come if this movie is successful. What do you think about that? Well, I don't know because this this movie makes Moonraker look good. <laughs> oh. Well, hang on, hang on a second. He, 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 Moonraker... needs to see, he needs to see this film with us. Yeah, I think so. Firstly, hang on. Firstly, Moonraker's got a, a special place in my heart. Yeah, because Roger Moore is my Bond, and yep. uh, for whatever reason, I maybe, I don't know, maybe I was nine or ten, and uh, the whole space thing had a lot of impact on me, so it's, it's got a, a special place in my heart, all right? All right, all right, maybe a bad choice of Bond film, because no, I No, no, the, the movie's not great, I'm just telling you my... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to write it off completely, but without getting into spoilers or giving too much away, it's very difficult to explain, because... There are certain aspects and in, in moments in this movie that I was I was blown away by. I thought it was fantastic, but it, the whole film um, doesn't gel, and they're relying on the. I think the uh, Taron Edgerton. He's a, he's a charmer and he's got talent, but everyone else around him's wasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I hear you. In terms of you know, uh, yeah, like not every scene fit together. The the whole um, every time they cut to the president. Yes, and that that took me out of it because I just thought it was it didn't make sense why they were there the whole time. I get that they were trying to further the story and whatnot, but I you could almost leave it all out, maybe add some dialogue somewhere else to somebody, and you would save so much time on that film. And well, I thought the president was kind of fun to be honest. It's very you know uh, topical today, and I don't know. I, I yeah. kind of had fun. But with that's him. the thing; yeah. it's topical today. I, I wanted I like films that you know you oh, can watch yeah. in twenty years time. Of course, and of course. Anyway, can I ask you two one question? What's the first thing that pops into your head when I talk about the um, um, the insertion of the bug scene? You with me? Yeah. First word, go. Oh, uh, yeah. Crass. Uh, 
Colourful. Uh, what did you say, Shane? Colourful? Colourful. Okay. Uh, again nothing really offends me much but that was just a bit above the line that i expected kingsman to go yeah well it was trying to be offensive yeah but it it wasn't and it was just obscure it turned into being an obscure moment rather than offensive and funny yeah but the cameraman had fun right <laughs> uh, um, well, I'm I'm pretty sure that would have been a, a stand-in, right? I guess I well, still CGI, had fun. right? So it's a joke. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Um, I've got a couple of points here. If you want to talk about them, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bring up so, your top two. <laughs> uh, I'm not winding you up, by the way. <laughs> yeah, fine. All right, I'm going to go through this very quickly. Then uh, the whip scene when he first breaks out the whip. Second best whip scene in history. What's the first best whip scene? Horse Whisperer. No. <laughs> uh, oh, eight seconds. No. Man from Stay River. Oh, good well, one. a good whip scene, Shane. Yeah, but uh, not the one I'm thinking Hang of. On. Something that is classic. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't say classic because it's classic to me, and other people would be like, "Oh, I've seen it." Uh, so, Rundown. Welcome to the Jungle. Whichever title you saw, oh, because it was rock. called Rundown. Elsewhere. Sean William Scott. The Rock. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Oh, that. did you not like that film, Shane? No, no, it was okay. I okay. didn't mind it. Yeah, I've they, seen it yeah. once back in 19 Tickety 2. So. Oh, there was a great whip scene in there. Definitely number one. I Definitely number one. Slow motion, whip. you know, whipping chairs, stuff like that. Like, this had inspiration from that all right. over it. Um, and you also wanted me to bring up HKLP. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember what that means? Yeah, it means um, hold knife like pen. Holds, yeah, it holds knife yeah, like pen. It's an acronym pen. for holds knife like pen. So I want to hear from all you listeners out there who hold knives like a pen. Because <laughs> I know two people that I'm gonna. We should call after um, we talk about the movie. We should call and just ask them how you know what they're what kind of person they are. Yeah, we'll throw that into a little bit of extra content. I think, mm, I think definitely. So. Yeah. yeah. How do you hold your knife, Shane? Well, hopefully it's the correct way. It's not like a pen. Orthodox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, orthodox. Yeah, my ed- my table etiquette might not be as pristine as the uh, King- Kingsman, but it's all right. <laughs> um, so one of the other moments I loved in the film was the little uh, uh, moment where they had jokes about uh, whiskey and scotch and about the spelling of whiskey yeah, and scotch. Yeah. And as you know, uh, a podcast that's titled "Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys." Uh, usually after each um, you know podcast, when we're together, we have a nightcap. And that nightcap will hopefully be one of the best whiskey scotches that we've had. Whiskey without the E. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, so this is a, a great sort of conversation um, with the listeners out there. Which drink do you like? Do you like scotch? Do you like scotch whiskey? Do you like whiskey with a wine? Do you like whiskey with an EY? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually like Channing's, uh, Channing's call on that, on that line where he goes, yeah. I'll just have a JD and Coke or whatever. Uh, <laughs> that, was, yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, that was um, uh, Eggsy. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah and he, he was supporting the other guys. I'll have a Jack and Coke. Yeah. <laughs> that good That's great. Um, but with the best actors in there, and Colin Firth can bring me to tears at a moment's notice. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah. Bridget Jones's Diary is, uh, I mean, it's a great cast anyway, but he is a, um, an actor that can just, at the drop of a hat, just 
I don't know. He's bumbling. He's sort of, you feel sorry for him all the time. <laughs> uh, you, you, I can't go past King's speech. I'm sorry. Oh, God, I'm, I'm yeah. almost tearing up. He was made for that, right? I know, right? And then, so the whole, um, uh, and again, you know, I can give too much away, but there's a whole shoot the puppy scene, which is mimicking very much a scene from the original film. Yeah. That brought me to tears. I don't know if you looked over at me, but it wasn't just, you know, that I was seven beers under. I was in, I was having tears. It was a cute dog. Well, I didn't care about the dog. It was the acting that went into it. And Colin Firth's belief of you can't shoot this dog. Yeah. Oh, God. So I just, good. I felt like he was about to shoot my child. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, and the last thing, there's a question for everybody here. All right, get your thinking caps on. What sequels have the same directors? Right. Well, you can go, I've got one comes to mind. Yeah, And you know why I ask this? Obviously, because Matt Vaughan did the first, did the second. Yes. And a lot yeah, of, it's a good, it's a good uh, question. Yeah. yeah. A lot of reasons I don't like sequels and they go bigger in budget is because they go and get Michael Bay or someone like that, sure. give them big budget and say, here, take this on. I, I went straight to uh, George Lucas in uh, Star Wars Episode 2. <laughs> 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 yeah. <anyway>. No. <laughs> but it counts, right? It counts. He did Episode 1. Well, it's sure. a tough question off the top of out of my head, anyway, um, to think about it because a lot of the directors hand over the reins. That's right. Exactly, and that's what I was. So, as I'm watching this film, this is what I'm thinking about halfway through, because uh, like you, Shane, I had problems with um, the villainess, uh, and not necessarily her acting so much. I get the smiling, believe me, um, but it, yeah, it was that whole setup for her, and that, as Jason mentioned, the Stepford Wives feel. Yeah. I just didn't. I just didn't make sense to me. I just felt you could have such a better bad person. You know what's funny, Shane? I read uh, from Matthew Vaughan that he actually wasn't interested in directing this film until he came up with the villain and her motive and and Julian Moore. She he wrote Julian Moore into this role. Once he had her motive and and exactly what Sean's talking about um, with the fifties diner stuff, that was what inspired him to want to direct this film. And you're that's, saying that's the weakest part. Well, Sean's suggesting that's, that's such the weakest a part. poor, a poor inspiration. She has no like conflict other than she wants to achieve what most people do in James Bond movies and rule the world. But <laughs> how she go out about it, including using a um, mince, you know, a mince maker, like yeah. to get a point across. To me, that was just I don't know whether it was supposed to be funny. Do you think that was on the nose? Oh, big time. Anything that involved her in that diner was just off-putting. I, I, I didn't, wasn't convinced by okay. any of her motivations. No, I've got to admit, I had a laugh at the Minta, although it was weird. I had a, I had a, had a laugh at it, which is a bit odd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we like our black humour. Uh, yeah. Black, right? But there wasn't much else that I could laugh at there. Now, uh we mentioned before that there's a great supporting cast uh, here. And, you know, leading the way from the first film was Mark Strong. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he was in that film, uh, Grimsby. Yes. Did you, did, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Um, what I like about Grimsby is one of my best mates from the UK is from Grimsby. So I'd, uh, he'd oh. always talked about it and blah, 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 Grimsby Football Club and all that sort of stuff. And then a film about Grimsby comes out and I thought, and as soon as I saw Sasha Baron Cohen, I was like, that is you. Uh, is that his number one film of all time now? Or? No, he's trying to get out of that area. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I really like the line, uh, I don't know if you remember, guys, when the, um, the, uh, the, what do you call it, the, um, snow cart falls down off the, uh, off the hinge and, and falls, in, almost falls into the, uh, you know, the reti- where all the seniors are, all the pensioners are, what you yeah. call that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Retirement home. Yeah. Almost falls into them and, and the guy watching the, um, what do you call that thing? A snow, snow, right. car. Yeah, card, right? Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, when the car car almost arrives into uh, where they're sitting, and he turns around and says, "I haven't had a shit like that in three weeks." <laughs> Another Farrelly Brothers moment. Yeah, I had it written down. As, I like that. And that was delivered dead deadpan and was quite funny. I, I I'll give you that. Yeah. Better better funnier things in it. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't have mentioned that. Actually, sorry guys, if you haven't seen the film. <laughs> now. Uh, all the way down the line, uh, if you're ever looking at, you know, who's in this film, I'm going to rattle three names off, and you've mentioned it already, Channing Tatum, Hal Berry, who I thought Hal Berry was just a character who was underused, and oh, she can 100%. be a great actor, and Jeff Bridges. Who is nothing short of brilliant in yeah. everything. <laughs> and even though he had nothing to do, I wanted him to be in that film so much more. So here's the thing for me, um, they tease... The trilogy. They they teased the uh, third film, uh, the franchise, by uh, at the end of the film when Halle Berry, somewhat gets a promotion, and Channing Tatum walks into the um, uh, Kingsman. Sure. With his uh, with his hat and all that. Yeah. So that's a big tease. Is that a for spoiler? I don't know. That. Well, not really. I mean, yeah. it's not really telling you too much. This film, you can't give away too many but spoilers. I agree really. that. Yeah, yeah. They were underused, and then they just teased us at the at the end of what they could be. You know. Yeah, I definitely think Matthew Vaughan, even though you're saying he didn't originally want to direct this film, he has worked in aspects that they're continuing on with another one. If And I, and I do think that there's enough popularity of this film to be a hit to make a, another one. But, uh, yeah, that just underused. And, I mean, you really should have used them a little bit more to, to whet the appetite rather than just hope for the best that it's going to do well and then green light the third film. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Uh, now, the last person I want to talk about who is a cameo, although was in it quite a lot, so maybe a light supporting actor. Ooh, um, where are you going here? Well, we're okay to go with this because it's in the... I'm, I knew about this going in. It's in the trailers. Okay. All right, let's go. Yeah. Um, is Elton John. Right. Uh, well, it's an, extend, an extended cameo. Yeah, there you go. Extended cameo. That's that's a good way to put it. So at first I thought, oh, great. Here's another cameo, much like Mike Tyson in anything that he's been in. Or, um, yeah. yeah. But, you know, pretty much Elton in this is great because his main line is, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> and it just, after the first time he said it, and it was a bit tongue-in-cheek for me. Every time he said it... It was funny. I'd had, you know, again, a few beers, so I laughed out loud every time he said it. Yeah, look, for me, this cameo, uh, extended cameo, was a little bit forced um, when, when he first came on the screen. So I was like, oh, this is a little bit, you know, shoehorned in, but um, I actually still had fun with it, <laughs> exactly like you. I still laughed every time he was on screen, although I felt maybe a little bit uncomfortable for some reason. But I love Elton John, and... <laughs> Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I don't know about the flying sidekick to the head, but you know, I'll, I'll move on. <laughs> Shane, what do you reckon? Well, uh, I'm not quite as uh, 
blasé about it as you guys because <laughs> his extended cameo just left me bewildered. I mean, why he agreed to appear in this movie in such a role uh, is anyone's guess. So, hang on, you're a fan, first and foremost. Well, I don't mind him. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. of course, I yeah. like him. He's got fantastic songs. And, yeah. you know, he's always been a bit of a role model when it comes to various, you know, sticking up for various, um, you know, charities and so forth. So, it's great. But I just, I think he was, his music wasn't really used properly because they had a chance to maybe use some of his classic songs better than they actually did. Yeah. And, I didn't laugh at all. I mean, they could have just kept him that first time you saw him uh, at the piano rather than extend it later on in the movie when he was doing other things. And it was a useless... Uh, it was useless. <laughs> I, I did laugh, though, when they were demonstrating the effects of the uh, the blue face printing. <laughs> He's in his box. When, yeah, when he was in the fourth window and, and, and they go to him and the, the window comes up and he's just sitting there telling the... Guy to just fuck off. That was pretty funny. Anyway, get out of my room. Yeah, get out of my room and fuck off. Uh, Now, let's go around the table and give us uh, a quick summary and your end review. Shane, you're very familiar with how we review films. So remember, it's either cinema, home end, Blu ray, DVD, or it could be a subscription, or it could be in transit, or it could be free aware TV, or don't watch. Don't fucking watch it. So, let, Sean, we might start with you and your, uh, you know, your summary. Well, my review is pretty quickly. Uh, look, you know, I really enjoyed it because I think I had a good time uh, going into it. I had no expectations going in. Uh, I enjoyed the first film, and uh, I knew that I would somewhat enjoy this film. Uh, there were parts of the film that yeah didn't quite sit well with me, but I was able to get over that because I was enjoying myself with a few beers. Uh, and that's just the, I guess, the honest truth of it. So I'm going to say that uh, for anyone out there, you know, you can wait until uh, DVD on this one. Um, home oh, so you're saying DVD, okay. Yeah, so I'm saying home end, you know, go yeah, Blu-ray if you have to, uh, if you want to pay that much to, to buy it. But if you're going to go out and, um, and buy one, just yeah, DVD is fine. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Sean's got it, home end and DVD. Shane. Uh, much the same, uh, but I'm at a disadvantage being a film critic that uh, I like to see everything on the big screen. So, oh, we, all, we all do, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I would definitely say that check it out. Um, it's, you know, it's an overproduced time filler that rehashes a lot of the original and doesn't have the uh, unique spark or originality of that original. The casts were great but underused and definitely watch on DVD. And make sure you've got six icy cold beers right next. <laughs> <laughs> so you're coming on board, Shane. Already, I love it. <laughs> yeah, might, might be three drunk guys very soon. All right, very good. My review is: I've talked about the film, but for me, uh, this is a pure popcorn entertainment. Now, if I compare this to a Transformers sequel, I will take Kingsman: The Golden Circle any day of the week and twice on Sundays. Right. So I'm suggesting if you're into your entertainment and popcorn, just want a pure escapism. Watch this at the movies. Awesome, guys. We've just had uh, our reviews from our movie analyst, Shane A. Bassett, uh, Jason, myself. And uh, go out and see it if you can, I guess, you know. Yeah, opened uh, uh, around the world this, uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So it's out now everywhere, right? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, right. We're going to move on to our next segment. Thanks for joining us, Shane, by the way. I should say that. 
<laughs> You're welcome. I, it's a, it's more actually my pleasure to be here. <laughs> how's, that, how's that beer going, mate? Pretty empty. I might uh, have to get another one. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our next segment now, guys, which is box office predictions. Box office prediction. Is that going to be our uh, our sizzle? Is that? Is that? I really wish I could sing. I just yeah, I can't. Shit. I try. <laughs> I try, and especially after however many beers I've had, I try. <laughs> Uh, but guys, this is the segment where I challenge Jason every week from now on as to um, what he can uh, uh, predict. And once the film is finished at the cinema, once it's finished at the cinema, how close is he? Now, the brilliance of this segment is that I get to be judge and jury. I'm still not on board with this segment. Have I made that loud and clear? Yeah, yeah you, I mean, you certainly have, but it, I mean, you, you have no choice, I guess, in the matter. It's, it's right. something that's going to be fine. Because I'm here under duress. Uh, I'm exactly. actually tied up to my chair as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Just for this segment, I did, we did the whole podcast. <laughs> Let me out. I've been here for eight <laughs> nights, eight days. Let you me will out. get your piece of chicken in a second. <laughs> um, right. So uh, basically, uh, if Jason, after the cinema run, uh, gets within what I feel is an acceptable amount of money. So, for instance, if he predicts eight mil for a film in Australia and I say that seven to nine is an acceptable below or above? Let's do all the things that you want to do. Exactly. Uh, yet I could turn around and say, actually, seven to nine isn't acceptable, but I'll give you a reason for that. And, uh, and I get a point if I feel that he hasn't achieved um, what I feel his ex- expertise is. Uh, otherwise, if he gets it right, then he gets a point. And at the end of the year, we're going to come up with a little bit of a uh, fun um, day where we can take lots of photos, put it up on our social media. And it's generally because you're going to have to dress probably as my favorite character. Um, and I'll come up with that as we go along. <laughs> Hang on, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it changes every week, buddy. <laughs> now listen, can I, just talk about, can I just talk about the box office? Yeah, your game, you can have as many games as you want. I just want to talk about facts, right? So, uh, August, August, ra- <laughs> August wraps up uh, the US summer. And uh, now that August is behind us, and it makes for the worst US summer in over, uh, for box office in over 10 years. I mean, look, we've known that obviously we're on a downturn mm. with the way people are feeding in with these things. Can we have a look at the lows and highs of the summer? Can we? And just try that. Maybe that might make a little bit, paint a bit of a picture, right? right give it to me. So yeah. the lows are Transformers of Last Night, The Mummy, Alien Covenant, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell, Tell No Tales, Dark Tower, Emoji Movie. Yeah, look, a lot of the problems that we've heard about over time is that we sit there and talk about, uh, sorry, and have films made about non-original content. Yeah. And I think non-original content is something that we can, you know, you, you have to spend as much money on. Well, I think that's the common theme running through that low list, right? Probably yeah, with yeah. exception to Dark Tower, uh, because that's a, ne- never been adapted before. Sure. Uh, it is based on a book. But Emoji Movie is just inside out. But not good, right? So, yeah, yeah, and th- that's not original. And everything else is a sequel or part five or part six or part four, right? The highs, 
over the year. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with it. But the highs have been uh, Dunkirk, Spider-Man Homecoming. Do you know I haven't seen Dunkirk yet? I need to see that. Yep. Put yep. that in the note. Yep. I definitely, you definitely need to see that. Yeah, that yeah. should have been a cinema for you. I know. It should have been. Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah. uh, like a reboot. Now it is a sequel, it. but yep, it was yep. just fresh. Uh, that was Marvel. Wonder Woman. Brilliant. Best DC. Great. Loved it, yeah. Uh, it. Yeah. Brilliant. Fine. Yep. Yep. And, and <laughs> one that's probably um, just comes along for the ride is uh, Despicable Me 3. Now, it is the third, but like kids' animation, when done well, is just a money bank. You know? Sure. So, yeah, they're the, uh, they're the highs. Anyway, um, so well, let's have a look at uh, the week in the USA. Eh? Yeah. Can, I, can you let me know? I just want to ask very quickly, how is it tracking? Right. Well, uh, it is doing extremely well. It's now the number two horror film of all time. It's actually number one if you don't count Six Sense. Now, some people will count that as a horror film. Some people will count it as a thriller. Yeah, but it's it has part. Right? It has passed uh, Exorcist, which is clearly a horror. Yeah. So now it's number one, but in some of the um, the lists. Sixth Sense is in like supernatural horror thriller, yeah. right? So yeah, that did yeah. 270 all up and uh, in the US, sorry, and it is on track to even beat that anyway. So this will clearly be the number one horror film of all time. So uh, how is it going? Well, in America, it uh, in its second week uh, is did $60 million, another $60 million, which was only a drop off of 51%, and it's now at $218 million in the US domestic. That's uh, interesting. And that is well past my my forecast or prediction. Yeah, uh, and I'm um, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure I'll be running around with my undies on the outside <laughs> any, very soon. Uh, I, I'm I'm just I I'm guess okay I'm, I'm over the excitement of it uh, because of the fact that I mean it was gone last week really. So we can talk about this. We we will talk about it next week and the week after until it goes off the screen. But I know that at least I'm firmly in the point range for this one now. I'm just going to bring something up for you. I, I still have a few arguments up my sleeve, but anyway. Okay. I'll ask you quickly about horror. Yep. Right? I want you to be the judge whether uh, it is a number on horror or six cents. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, this is the judgment you need to make. So um, horror in the dictionary is an intense feeling of fear, shock, or disgust. Does the six cents rate... As an intense feeling of fear, shock, or disgust. Yeah, it does. It has some of those elements. But I'd much rather put Sixth Sense with Gone Girl and Seven and Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, see, that's more of a thriller to me, although it just has supernatural elements. Fine, but uh, that's what I'm saying. So to the to this degree, I don't agree that it's a horror because yeah, I don't think it has an intense feeling of fear. Oh, I, I was intrigued. Uh, shock. I found it quite. I found it quite not creepy. Not shock and disgust. Not really disgust. No disgust. I think we can surprise. Agree on yes, disgust. surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the film, by the way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that, that's an interesting thing to keep in mind. Whether you want to call it number one or Sixth Sense number one. I'm just trying to be very clear that, that it's number one. It's ahead of Exorcist already, but. If you will look at all the lists, sure. Six Sense is on a supernatural. So, uh, if it was to take over Six Sense, how much more does it need? It needs another 53, 54 million. 
it'll it'll overtake since then. Since yeah, right. So then we so won't be even, no argument. We won't be sitting here be going, oh, what's your dictionary? Yep. All right, it'll be cool. clear. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't need to pull out the dictionary. <laughs> number two was uh, American Assassin, which debuted at number two. We talked about that last week. And, and it debuted at 14.8 million. Yeah, If cool. you remember, I kind of predicted somewhere between 10 and 15 yeah. for its opening. Yeah, for its opening, yep. yeah. And I think I landed at 55 all up. So yep. that's on track for that. Okay, good. So that could be one That could to be me. all to you, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you'll be wearing the undies on the Only outside. Only time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else we got? Mother debuted at number three with uh, 7.8, uh, sorry, 7.5 million. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talked enough about that film. Yeah. Number four is uh, Home Again, which is the uh, Reese Witherspoon rom-com that we talked about last week. Mm. Uh, that Move on. And number five <laughs> is uh, Hit- Hitman's Bodyguard, okay, which that. has been in the top five for five weeks and is now at $70 million. I saw uh, Reese Witherspoon again at the Emmys. And I don't know why. Like, I mean... Legally Blonde, I actually really enjoyed her in, and I'm sure there are other films, but I'm kind of bored by her. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying. Like, I thought she was great in Walk the Line, clearly. But, yeah, I mean, Legally Blonde, there was a... Um, she should be serving me at a place like Arby's. Do you remember an independent film called Freeway back in the VHS days? Free... Freeway. Freeway. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah right? Oliver Stone. Yeah, and it was, uh, I'm not sure, is it? I'm pretty Stone? sure, yeah. yeah. yeah Kiefer yeah. Sutherland. You keep talking and I'm going to like not look at IMDb. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland, Reese Witherspoon, loosely based on the uh, Red Riding Hood, yeah? I really, well, I yeah, really enjoyed that film. It's heavy. It's 96. dark. It's, That's when I first started at the at the yeah, uh, VHS store. days. And, and yeah, yeah. so was it Oliver Stone or written by Oliver Stone maybe? Uh, it, oh. It's got nothing to do with Oliver yeah, Stone. Yeah, no, I didn't think so. Matthew Bright, Matthew Bright. Okay. So, yeah, um, I, I enjoyed her in that too. That's crazy. Oh, and she was also in uh, Fear. I really like Fear with Mark, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really like that. Yeah, yeah. Great film. Okay, I'll agree. And that film was very good. Uh, I watched that not, not long ago, actually, the, probably the, six but, months ago. And oh, still where he's plays beating well. himself at the front door yeah. just to get those bruises on him. Yeah, the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. No, too late for that. Uh, yeah, but and it's ninety six. Like, so she she had a couple of good films in ninety six yeah, coming out. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah. So uh, the Australian box office, just quickly, we'll go through that. Uh, it is number one in Australia as well at sixteen point two million dollars. Uh, second week, um, I did six million. Uh, Victoria and Abdul. It was number two, right? So this is the um, Judy Dench film where she plays uh, Queen Victoria. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, look, great plays very well to the seniors and pensioners, and and has done two point eight million, which is um, obviously why it's doing so well. They're, they're loving that kind of film. Yeah. Uh, the Emoji Movie is number three, at three million. American Assassin is number four, debuted at one point six million. So my six million prediction is looking a little bit um, off Under. there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. if you remember, I did apply the school holidays, which yeah, start starts around the country this week. Sure. So I'm hoping all those young teenagers go see Dylan Darius O'Brien. Darius fans, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and number five, <laughs> number five was Mother. 
Uh, which stopped that. Yeah. Debuted at yeah. nine hundred eighty thousand dollars. It didn't quite do a million bucks. If uh, if anyone's listening to this and they don't li- listen to extra content, make sure you go to our extra content segment. You realise why I'm not going to say mother again. I've already agreed that I'm not going to say mother again. It's a very the juicy. Way that it should be said. <laughs> Hang on, wait. It's boiling up inside of me. All right, I can we'll it. give you one more go. Can I get? Can I have one, one more, more? That's All it. Right. Mother. I wasn't happy with that. Mother. Okay, I was happy with that. All right. <laughs> so you go to the extra content uh, on our Facebook and, and there was a really juicy segment on Mother, reviewing Mother film. Yeah, cool. So uh, there's the top five in US and um, and where are we? Australia. Now listen, how many times has... Uh, <laughs> how many times has Judy Dench just, played Queen Victoria or a queen? I don't, I, I don't care. Um, but she was in Mrs. Brown oh. uh, with... Um, yeah, she was Queen Victoria, so she, this is the second time she's yeah. played it. Is it the second time? Yeah. Yeah, right. Because I loved Billy Connolly in that film. Yes. Like it, uh, so I was introduced to film, like hardcore. I, mean, I always loved film growing up, of course, and I used to go and watch all the trailers at my TriStar video, which used to be in Chester Hill. If you want to look that up, I'm, I don't have to go to a website. I'm sure they do not. Uh, but they used to have a little machine where you could watch trailers and then go and pick your films. Like this is way ahead of times, guys. Like this, this what? Bef- what? Yeah. It was like a little booth. This was around near the, the chemist curtain, store where we used to work, right around the corner. And it was kind of like an arcade, uh, arcade game. And you could, I don't I can't remember how you got to that, like whether you pressed it with your finger or whether you rolled a little thing to it. I can't remember. But you were able to watch on screen uh, trailers. So I used to walk in and watch Child's Play 2. Is it the army one? Three, maybe, but the army child's play. I used to watch it over and over again, right? I think that's child's play three, but I could be wrong. Yeah, anyway, the point is, I used to watch it over and over again, and that's where I went and watched uh, my films. So, you know, I, I started in those days, so I wasn't uh, complete in the film, but I used to love going and watching trailers. So, then I started working at a video store, and one of the first VHS films that I watched that was outside of my comfort zone, and that's the important <laughs> thing period here, drama. Guys. Yeah, right? Period drama. Yeah. Uh, and it was because I had access to, to these little previews that they would bring with VHSs, had two films on it. I had access to these things and I thought, well, I should watch them because I need to speak to people about them. And here we are at, uh, was it Mr. Brown, Mrs. Brown? I, I, uh, Mrs. Brown, yeah. Mrs. Brown. And uh, it had Billy Connolly in it. And I honestly, to this day, it's still one of my favorite films that, I ever started with... Uh, it wasn't in your top ten, but uh, look, no. I can tell you that it rented very well too. Yeah. It was a yeah. good renter. Yeah. So she's also played uh, Queen Elizabeth as well. So this is her third time as a queen. As a queen. No, I mean, look, J- Judy Dench. Yeah, brilliant. Dame. Dame Judy Dench. So what's my prediction challenge for this week, mate? What are we doing? What are we looking at? Well, of course, uh, we're going to look at the main film that we've reviewed this week. And that film this week has been Kingsman, The yes. Golden Circle. Uh, now, lucky you saw the film twice because uh, I'd hate for you to try and pick this film after we had so many beers, which uh, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of on Instagram and Facebook. But I was there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Australia is expected to do $20 million. The original Kingsman did twenty. 20- $1.5 million. So they're actually expecting it to be a little bit lower. Uh, and America's around the 150 
to 170 million is, is their expectation. Can I just quickly interrupt? Um, our uh, movie analyst, as you just uh, Shane Bassett, has started following us on uh, Off Topic with two drunk guys on Instagram. Hey. Why don't you do the same? You know, he's sure. the guy that comes into the show. He started following us. So Why what don't you do the same? <laughs> so, what are we going to do? How do we do that? We just type in. Yeah, you just go on Instagram and type in uh, Off Topic with two drunk guys. Uh, and we'll come up with a bit of a Kill Bill themed uh, logo Says off topic Just jump on there Yeah Yellow and Just black. start following us You're going to get yeah. some extra content that we did today Yeah I'll talk about that later in the show So um, put me down for Look Kingsman probably isn't quite as good as the original The original had massive word of mouth So I'm going to go for uh, $18 million on Kingsman 2 Or Kingsman the Golden Circle in Australia and put me down for $140 million, uh, in the uh, US. Yeah, see, I tend to agree, and that makes me upset because that's why I feel it's probably going to end. This is your expertise, I know, but it makes sense. Like, it is a film that is fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, whether people think it's a great film or not in terms of making films, that's a whole other argument, which we've already had. Well, I think what will happen is it will money. come out of the gates really fast and it will have a big first week. But then it will have mixed to positive reviews. Yeah. And that will just, you know, take chip away. Taper it off a little It'll bit. Take more a little bit off it, yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. Great. Well, there we are. So give me those numbers again. I just want to write them down. So put me down for 18 million. 18.2 million in 18. 2 Australia. In Oz, yeah. yeah. And what's the and US? 147.5 million in America. 0.5. Now, I'm just going to ask this, and this is going to be something that you have no idea about, but this is The Kingsman. This is a film that is based really in the UK. And also, as a little side note, I uh, recently spent six years at a school where Colin Firth and his mother have lived in the same neighborhood. And Manners Maketh Man, being a big part of that film, is the Tagline. motto yeah. Yeah. of that particular school. School, right. Okay. And it's been the motto for, you know, 1200s, yeah, 1300s, right? right? So it definitely <laughs> back, came before Matt Vaughan thought of making this film. <laughs> uh, also, Colin Firth, being from that area, there's also a, a restaurant there, Thai Fusion, uh, which offers the Colin Firth um, special, <laughs> which is a it's, a, it's a green curry. It's wonderful. I got it every time I right. went there. Um, so all of my UK friends out there listening, yes, yeah, so go and have one, pour a beer for me. Love it. Um, <laughs> was it spicy? Uh, you know what? It was just the right amount of spice. I'm not, I'm not a big spicy lover, but, uh, this had the right amount where you, you weren't sort of asking for a bit of milk or honey. <laughs> uh, so here we are. Sitting in the UK with a film really from the UK, no matter how Hollywood it is, I just want to get what you would put for pounds. Do you even know what the pound symbol looks like? Yeah, it's like a a little F upside Good. down. That, that's F. what yeah. you need to say. A little yeah. F. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you okay, got? you put me on on the spot here. Completely on the spot. Yeah. And but, I'm not going to count this into the game, by the way. I just want to see if you right. know, we can gauge. Put me down for sixty-six million. Uh, sixty-six million pounds. Sixty-six million pounds. All right. So anyone from the UK listening to this, <laughs> am I way off? 
please uh, email me at uh, two drunk guys off topic at gmail.com if you think that he is uh, completely off with this. I want to know what you think the UK is going to do because we don't have at the moment a UK correspondent. I need a currency converter because pounds are about two and a half dollars. It changes all the time. Yeah. Anyway, what's yep. happening with Brexit? Let's talk about that. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Brilliant. So um, and, uh, the last thing I'm going to mention with Men as Maketh Man is, guys, make sure you look up uh, how Men as Maketh Man is it's actually spelt. spelt yeah. Because I've had lots of things, even the film seems to have it wrong. Because so how is it spelled? Well, the school to have is manners, as you would imagine, uh, M-A-N-N-E-R-S. Yeah. But maketh is where we're all at. Like yeah. whiskey with an E or a Y. Yeah. All right? And maketh is M-A-K. Y-T-H. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Everyone. Y-T-H. Maketh. Okay. Maketh. Yeah. And in the tagline of Kingsman is E-T-H. Yeah? Uh, so far that I've seen, and everyone who puts it up there is is that spelling. Mm. So, uh, you know, if you just want to be going to the original source, and isn't maybe some, a, someone out there who's a historian. Isn't that just a colour, colour thing? Uh, O-U-R, O-R. No? Well, they're both from UK, really. But yeah. anyway, maybe it is. This is the discussion I need to have. But this is a uh, tradition, right? So Right. I, I'm. Uh, it's from Latin, which is the main thing. So right. we're of the Latin spelling. Uh, maybe you think that the English spelling is better with an E. You know, if that's a passion of well, yours, <laughs> yell at me if you want. Uh, if not, I don't care. We're going to move on to our next segments with home entertainment. You got in oh, before oh, me. No. Like, last time, last week I missed my cue, and this week I went, and you're like, no, no, no. There's no cue for you in this segment. <laughs> Home entertainment is something that I love because I don't have to do really anything in here. Uh, I just let Jace do his job. You just do comments from the super coach. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, mate, take it away. So home entertainment this week was uh, we're going to do the top five and number one was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales went straight to number one. Does that just tell you a little bit about society? Just a little bit? Like (laughs) I have no interest in this film. Well, this was actually quite a flop at the box office. Well, very underdone. So I, I guess, you know, for the first week. Those who didn't see it at the movies will want to come out and watch it on home, DVD or Blu-ray or uh, iTunes. And this is where our reviews, I think, come in handy because if we reviewed this film up front, I have no doubt a lot of us would have been, you know what? I mean. If you're going out for a party for a night with like kids that are 10 years old, maybe take them to this film or whatever the rating is, <laughs> 15, <laughs> to be legal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you can take them at 10. So... Uh, otherwise, you know, sit there, no doubt, on some sort of DVD because it'd be a great party film for kids that are 10 years old. Otherwise, what the point? What, 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 seriously, what's the point in making this film? Uh, look, I, I lost Pirates at number three. Yeah. It was three hours. But they brought everyone back for this, right? Like, is that... Yeah. Yeah. And how much and did Jeffrey they spend Rush on it? Do you know? Do you oh, know? $488 million. Uh, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. A lot. It was, made in, it was made in the, the Gold Coast in uh, Queensland. Yeah, and you know that when they're starting to bring films to Australia to <laughs> cut back on their tax costs, that uh, they don't have a great script. Well, Aquaman is being filmed as we speak on the Gold Coast, so I don't know about that. Well, 
the red. That uh, could be with James. I White know you've got Australian. me there, but I'm talking about sequels, I guess, more than anything. I know I feel like I'm catching up in my words here, but Australia <laughs> is a great place to film if you do want tax cuts for your original films. Yes, because you can do things a little bit cheaper. But if you've already set the scene in different areas where you've already filmed, and you're now coming here, generally it's because you want tax cuts. Show me the mummy is number two. Yes, and I'm going to watch that tonight. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, when you get out of here. I'm looking forward um, to you, what you think on that. I think it's a perfect home entertainment. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably why I didn't go to the cinema. Yeah. I, f- I love TC, but yeah, this this is something I want to catch here. Uh, home. Baywatch is number three, so it dropped a spot from last week. Yeah, I'm going to have to try and catch it over the weekend because uh, I've got a copy of it now. Uh, right. And I've just got to find time to put it in because no one else really cares to watch it in my household <laughs> but i'm really hanging i mean this has got a lot of draw for me oh, i was really hanging to watch it at the movies and, and yeah. it was yeah you know, i was a little bit disappointing but i think now that you're watching it on home end has been released i think you might actually kind of like it i don't know yeah i i i my expectations are that i'm going to love it at this point yeah 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 uh what else we got we got uh, guardians of the galaxy volume two dropped a spot there so I'll watch it. Anyone out there listening, send it to me. Sorry, say that again. I haven't seen it. Right. So anyone out there in the podcast verse, yeah. you know, just send me a copy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that a hidden meaning to me? No. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a copy and uh, you feel that you could yeah, do that, I then do. yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. I have an unopened copy that I probably won't watch, but anyway. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I could I could use that and watch that. Uh, anyway, yeah. Next. And number five is uh, Snatched with Goldie Horn. When uh, will they die? I know, right? Seriously. We love comedy on home entertainment. And if Goldie well. Horn is listening to this, I don't mean that against you personally because I love you. Oh, and Kate Russell, you guys are brilliant. She was actually great in the movie. Just the script and the directing. On. Yeah. And just. the production. I don't know why I'm so upset about this. And Amy. Um, yeah, Amy what about right. Kingsman? Uh, not Kingsman. Um, Kingmaker? No. What's the other one that uh, you know used to be on the thing? That King someone... Arthur? King Arthur. Oh, that was a recommendation that I should have, have watched over King time. Have you seen King Arthur? I still haven't watched King Arthur. So you're full of shit then. Three <laughs> weeks ago you said, I will watch <laughs> King Arthur this week. <laughs> no one cares. It lasted for, what, a week on uh, the thing or two weeks? I think it lasted two weeks on the it's top number twelve five. at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, so it lasted maybe two weeks on a top five, and then it's been bumped, asked as I'm going to call it to the top twelve. So, no. So you will not watch King Arthur. Is that what you're saying? It's just not going to happen. All right. Uh, oh, you know what? I say that I can't. I, the thing is, I really want to watch it. Uh, just do I it. Just oh, do I? Do I watch it? <laughs> All right. well, mate, look, you know what? Maybe it is uh, in transit or free to wear. Yeah. Or subscription. There's just so much to do now that uh, the Emmys have happened. And yeah. there is so much TV, good TV, that I haven't uh, watched. That you need that. to prioritize. Yeah. So before next week's episode, I mean, I've got to prioritize that mm. over anything else. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll get to that. And that's it. That's the uh, top five in the home entertainment space. Brilliant. So we're going to head on to our next segment. Two drunk guys. And a bouquet. Possibly a bucket. (laughs) We'll go with that.
drunk. Guys! When the bucket. Here we are. <laughs> <in> <laughs> <the> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should do like a Bill and Ted's, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, mine was more a hillbilly kind of twang to it. But... Oh. I don't know if I want to go there. <laughs> it makes me feel uneasy, and I've had enough uh, mother in our extra content tonight that. Uh, <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> Let's talk Well, yeah, the reason why I was uh, holding off a little is because um, this one's interesting uh, What are we talking about, the word? Yeah, so basically what happens is in this segment, guys, is we take a word on a piece of paper out of a bucket And then we, and, and the thing is, I've already pulled it out because I, I was so eager <laughs> that I pulled it out before I pressed record on to our, um, our segment Right. Yeah. Is that allowed? I don't want to, well, don't, don't want to lie. That's the point. Like, okay. I don't want to lie about. Well, there's no rules, so yeah. fine. Let's I've just move on. I've looked at it for 15, 20 seconds Let's before. Let's move on. Yeah. Can we? I think we can. Okay. We'll move on. <laughs> so basically, the word tonight is something that we'll look at. You look. You're hanging for this word. I can yeah. see it. I want to. Yeah. So the reason why we have this word is because I want to pull. Uh, I've got this word, and we need to look at it and say anything that comes into our mind. Related to film or TV, and hopefully our nostalgic backgrounds will help us with this. Are you <laughs> ready about for to it? go off road? Back catalog. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you ready for it? Have I introed it? Enough? I'm so excited. I'm chomping. God, can you tell I've had eight beers? <laughs> God. All right, here we go. And the word is yes, wig. W i g wig. Wig. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> Oh my god, that guy is wearing a wig Oh, okay, right, got it, cool <clears throat> Alright, alright, locked in <laughs> You actually got that yeah. <laughs> uh, So I've got a few things A um, couple of things come to mind yeah. immediately for me Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, Where are we going? Well, Where are you? I'm going, Where are the, you? I'm going the literal sense So I get images of two people Oh, people Wearing wigs Okay. I have an image of Dustin Hoffman wearing a wig in Tootsie. This is not going to go well for us because we're going to be over this because I've got Tootsie, yeah? Oh, no way. You... Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I mean, cool, obviously, cool. It's, a, it's an obvious one, I, think, yeah. I feel, right? Um, the second one that I just love this movie so much is I have an image of uh, Gene Hackman wearing a wig in Birdcage at the end to escape out of the uh, nightclub. Now, that is a good one. Yeah, you remember oh, that? Oh, my gosh. Katuti's great, and yeah, everyone I mean, obvious, should yeah. see that if they yeah. haven't seen it with Dustin Hoffman because he was great in that film. We are family. But... He's walking out. He's got, like, that neon guy, nothing going on. Oh, and Hank Azaria in this film oh is amazing God. as a butler. Well, he acts as a butler. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I reckon <laughs> I've seen this film, honestly, over 20 times. Mm. And every time it so just funny. gets a laugh. Yeah. So the Bird Cage is definitely a personal God recommendation from Williams. the 90s. And, you know, look, with all of these types of topics, you've got to take it from where it comes from, the 90s, and where the beliefs were at the time and, and all that sort of stuff. You um, smear it on. Yeah. You smear it on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Do you know what I had? There's another Robin Williams film. I felt it was straight up forward because I had Tootsie Second. Oh, uh, toys? No, no, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Of because, course. Right. Of, yeah, all, yeah, of yeah. all times, yeah, like right. he has to, especially the scene where he's in a restaurant, 
and he has to keep <laughs> running and jumping over things to put his like whole kit and caboodle on. Oh, that, I love that scene. I love that movie as well. And, oh, Pierce Brosnan. We spoke about Pierce Brosnan is such a right? cock in that film. He does it well. Uh, but we we spoke about Goodwill Hunting in previous weeks and how good. Robin yeah, Robin Williams keeps coming up, huh? Do you know? Uh, with it's fine. You know, with with all of that. Um, uh, and in terms of him, obviously, uh, ending his life the way he did. Yeah. Uh, there was a video, if you haven't seen it, please go on and have a look um, at the video that's online with uh, the guy from Lincoln Park and his wife put it up. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, no, I don't think I have, but yeah. It's a little social media vid- uh, video. Basically, it was the hours before he was at his uh, family's house. They were celebrating things. And it just showed him and how happy he could be. And in fact, that was hours before he committed suicide. Yeah. And it's really upsetting. Um, You're talking about Lincoln Park now, not Rob- Lincoln yeah. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's all very upsetting. Mm. But um, anyway, if yeah. Gee, this segment went down. down oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. I know I shouldn't have went there, but it was just something I saw this week and I didn't mention in our earlier segment. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, here we are. <laughs> Robin Williams, check out uh, that segment with the guy from Lincoln Park. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. But um, what else you got? I got one. I got one that comes to my mind just then. Okay. Yeah. It's not really a wig. <laughs> Dig me out of this hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save you, buddy. I'll save you. It's not really a wig, but well, maybe it is. And that's uh, Brendan Fraser in Encino Man with oh, his dreads. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, Encino Man. <laughs> Squeeze the jitters, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, that one. Oh, my <laughs> that God. That was great. Uh, that's a good film. What happened to Paulie Shaw? I think he still does a bit of stand-up. Yeah. And I was going to say, I know what happened to him, and no one ever hired him again. <laughs> How did he ever get in films? I'm sorry, Paulie Shaw, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's not. But, well, he, he may have fallen so far he as to found our podcast. Hands. Biodome. Yeah, yeah, these are great things. And uh, Biodome was a big renter on VHS. Yeah, in a but Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but oh god, like what's Stephen just... up to these days? <laughs> Asking for money from Alec. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he could be in like a TV show or something, like Sci-Fi uh, Channel or something like that. Yeah, he's the voice of some animated character somewhere that's not on TV. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so basically, can I go on to my next one? Sure. What do you got? Kristen Wiig. Oh, I yeah. see what you did there. Kristen Wiig. Isn't Kristen Wiig W-I-I-G? Yeah, 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 definitely. She is. WWE. W-I-I-G. She is. But Wig, Wig. I mean, it's the way it is, right? Yeah, no, I like what you did there. And I loved her in Bridesmaids. Oh man, like you know, we we just reviewed her in extra content, uh, which you were here. Like she was in that film, and she popped up, and I thought that's a bit weird. You know, a role for her. Oh in that. yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, and the whole way through, I was expecting something different, but no, no, she's weird all the way through it. I just didn't get it. Um, I actually forgot about her in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but you know, one of the biggest. Uh, conflicts of interest here with her is Ghostbusters. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, growing up, we had a VHS player, which the remote was connected to it via a cord. Cord, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And I, I'm only saying Before that to give you a, a period of where I was when I had Ghostbusters because my parents taped two things on TV. I don't remember what the first one was. I, don't, I have no idea. But the second was this, Ghostbusters. One or two? No, one. Yeah, yeah, definitely one. So I watched this as the only option in my arsenal over and over and over again. So I love Ghostbusters. So Not, what's your opinion on the uh, the remake? Again, I, I think for a lot of these films, I'm able to put them into a realm of expectation that is applicable to me yeah, more than anyone else. Uh, so, you know, I, I knew that they're trying something new. I knew that this film meant a lot to me. So in my head, I knew that nothing was going to ever meet the expectations <laughs> of that film. So you went in with uh, nothing. high expectations or no? Very No, no expectation nothing, yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and that wasn't to do anything with the cast or anything like that. It's just that I held that film in such respect. Yeah, a lot of people did. Yeah. And it's much like The Crow that's coming out. We discussed yeah. this last week. You know, I'm sure that the new Crow, in fact, uh, I've heard about Jason Momoa being put up for that Ooh. film and all that sort of stuff, that, you know, I'm sure that it will be a fun film for people today. But nothing will ever come close to the Eric Draven played by uh, uh, Brandon, Brandon Lee. Lee. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And I'm the same with like Total Recall, Arnold Schwarzenegger and the new one that came out with, you know, Colin yeah. Farrell. It's just... Yeah, it just doesn't have it. And then Flatliners is coming out in January. And Flatliners. There's no reason why you can't have fun with these films, understanding where they are in the point of time. Yeah. And uh, as long as, like us, we get to review these things and say that we enjoy the originals more than, you know, we don't have to be the angry old man about it because <laughs> otherwise that's where I'd be right now, right? Well, you know what? I actually didn't mind the Ghostbusters remake. I didn't mind it. I mean, I know it was like, you know, panned and... You know, everyone loves the original, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I actually didn't mind it. My favorite part was uh, Kate McKinnon. I became a fan <laughs> of that woman after this movie. She could play pink in any biopic film oh ever. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, uh, I love her. I think she's great. I don't disagree. I really enjoyed the film. And again, it's because I, I wasn't comparing it to the original. I was yeah. going in just going, oh, I just want to enjoy this film. I loved the first, and this is a homage to me. This is a homage film. Yeah. This has nothing to do with trying to better it or anything like that. I understand that they want to make money off the brand, and that's fine, so I can put that aside. So therefore, whatever they put into it, it's a homage. I'm not going to judge it uh, on how it is compared to even number two Ghostbusters. Yeah. So. Well, John, it's funny because John Landis and even – uh, the director, the new director, um, Peter uh, Paul. Um, what's his name? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't Paul, matter. <laughs> Paul Feig. Feig. Yeah. Oh, Paul yeah. Feig. Yeah, yeah, Paul Feig. Okay, yeah. They both come out kind of apologising for the film, and John yeah. Landers like, "Oh, we can do better. We're going to do like an animated TV series of it." I'm like, "Hang on, the film's not that bad. It's no. actually pretty decent." Not to you know? apologise. Yeah, they both apologise for it. It's weird, and. I don't know. I just thought the movie was okay. It's not the best thing ever, but it's tough to uh, better the original, right? That's really upsetting. That I didn't understand that they came out and did that. Um, because, you know, you think about the films that Paul Feig's done. Spy? Yeah. I mean, was it any worse than Spy? No. I'm going to answer that for you. I'm sorry. But Spy was okay, and I had a fun, I had, again, I had fun with it. I know that you're not a big fan of Melissa. 
I'm not. I liked Heat. Sure. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, but I mean, Sandra Bullock runs that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but in terms of Spy, like, I was like, eh, whatever. Um, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I'm looking at his... Um, here we are. Uh, so what... I mean, the Heat 2. Oh, sorry, They're going to do the Heat 2. Oh, yeah, really? Yes. Oh, that's okay. Well, I mean, all right, yeah. It's kind of like doing um, Miss Congeniality. Like, I, I know Miss Congeniality was amazing. Like, I actually really enjoyed that film. Yeah, it's good. The first one's good. But at the time, I can imagine a lot of people not liking it. Oh, I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Hey, guys, I've got to apologize. I just said John Landis as the uh, director of Ghostbusters. I know you're all out there correcting me. Yeah. He actually directed uh, Bruce, uh, Blues Brothers with uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, yeah. John, so uh, it's uh, actually Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman. I was yeah. going to yeah. And the thing is, I didn't want to uh, have a go too much at that. In case, yeah. So, yeah, Ivan Reitman directed Especially Ghostbusters. He away. Yeah, he was obviously a, a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Reitman I'm is absolutely genius. sit back while you apologize for five minutes. <laughs> go, do it. Which also stars Dan Aykroyd. That was the link. <laughs> that was my confusion. That's what happens uh, after seven and a half beers, man. I know, seriously. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. what else does uh, wig mean to you? Uh, well, Tootsie. I mean, what do you what do you remember about Tootsie? It's funny, actually. Uh, similar to your Ghostbusters story, uh, we were we had a VHS. I think it was sorry, a, a Beta or Beta a player way back when, and we had like. Did you have VHS or Beta? Well, originally beta, and then we moved to VHS when that won the war or whatever, the format <laughs> war, um, and uh, like Blu-ray and, and HD. But um, yeah, for all the young people out there, like every every time some new technology comes out, there's a war on what it is, and you yeah. know, and and the porn industry dictates it. But don't even don't even think DVD was it. Like Laserdisc was out as well yeah. at the time of DVD, and it was Laserdisc versus DVD. Yeah. And then DVD won out. And then it was Blu-ray versus and HD. HD. Like yeah. it all happens. And then we were at Blu-ray. So anyway, the porn industry chose VHS but uh, and beta lost. But um, yeah, we had a beta and we had uh, three beta tapes. Like only. only. One was Emerald Forest. Yeah, yeah I right, remember okay. that. One was Tootsie and there was something else I can't quite remember. And... Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, Victor Victoria. Oh, my gosh. That just came to me. Victor Victoria? Yeah, what it was another, it was another body swap. It was another body swap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so we watched um, uh, Yeah, we watched that a lot, uh, Tootsie, like all the time. Yeah, right. Do you yeah. remember who directed Tootsie? No, I don't. Now, this is something, and unfortunately, he's uh, passed away. Are you ready for this? Who is it? Sidney Pollock. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, so he was going into a little bit of a fun phase, I guess, for him because he had firms like, and, and I really enjoyed. I'm going to go back in chronological order here, uh, but the firm, Cruise TC, yeah, love that, you know, and and yeah. Gene Hackman, right? Like, just, uh, oh man, like <laughs> you you put those two in a film together, it's brilliant. Um, and I'm skipping a few here, but Out of Africa, yep. you know, we've got in One there, best which picture, is, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we're heading out the Fugitive in TV series, uh, unfortunately. I shouldn't mention that one because no one cares. The Interpreter. Like, he did that. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I think I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember who's in it? 
uh, is it in, is it Sean Penn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and who else? Because it's got a quite Naomi a good cast. Uh, and another Australian, big Australian. Uh, Recently like, won an Emmy, Australian. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah, 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 interpreter Nicole Kidman, Sean Penn, and there's a great supporting actress in it. Who, um, if you ever see her in any film, she is just the, the honestly, she is one of the best supporting female actresses ever. Is there a list for that top five best supporting actresses? I would. I'd have to put it together. I don't have it on top of my head, but she is definitely is in my top five. Catherine Keener. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Oh, she's. I mean, yeah. You sounded really convinced on that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, no, I like her. I like her. She's good. No, I tell you who is good. In <laughs> I Tootsie. I know this table is at least, I'm going to measure this out, but it's at least a metre and a half long. You're lucky that my arms are about a metre long because, oh, God, I'm going to choke you out. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so Jessica Lange is in Tootsie as well, right? Oh, she's Jessica great. Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've found a new love for her in American Horror Story. She's in five seasons of American Horror Story and she is outstanding. Five seasons? Yep. Is that five seasons of American Horror Story? Oh, there's like seven now. Seven or eight. Seven. Yeah, and she's in the first five, and and she won an Emmy or two for her role in the first and second. Um, But yeah, she's just, she's so good. Such a great actress. Anyway, look, shout out to all the (laughs) (laughs) films. Just going great. Shout out to all the films out there that have wigs in it. (laughs) <laughs> That's a way for me to cover pretty much the whole base. But have you got anything left on wigs? I, I think I've exhausted my end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, wigs are done. Yeah. You know what? You know the thing is, there's going to be something obvious. Yeah. If you think that we've missed something obvious on wigs, and I've already heard a few texts come through tonight. We're at uh, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. No, they weren't wigs. They were just bob hair. Haircut, just right? bob hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rachel haircuts, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, but if there's anything that we've missed on wigs, please get to us on our social media, on Instagram, Facebook. Otherwise, yeah, head to us on our um, email. And I'll always mention our email at the end of the show, so uh, just fast forward to that if you don't want to listen to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, that's the end of the show. Yeah, we're done. That's it. We're done. Another week. We're going to go. Yeah. Is that all right? We, we we, now, we're struggling wrapping this podcast up. Every time we go to wrap it up, it's very awkward. It's <laughs> so, not awkward. I don't find it awkward. Oh, I find it awkward. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like the show, why don't you head on down to Facebook or Instagram and look up Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. You'll find us there. We're going to be throwing out some extra content. Or if you just want to have a general chat, write to us to let us know how you feel about the show or any suggestions. Why don't you email us at twodrunkguysofftopic at gmail.com. Oh, look at that. Emails already. And so as not to forget, Facebook, Instagram, Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. See you next week.